Today we're taking you inside one of the things I recommend most often to clients. It's actually one of the ways we talked about featuring guests on your show a few months ago. It's case study episodes. It's bringing your clients on to have a conversation about what working with you looks like, about the results that they've seen, really demonstrating the lived experience of your work. And today we're going to talk about how to do it. Welcome to Uncommonly More with Stacey Harris. I am Stacey. I'm the host of this show and the CEO of podcast production agency, Uncommonly More. My team and I work with podcasters just like you to shift shows from frustrating time sucks to productive members of sales teams with professional strategic podcast production. You know what? I think that's enough. Let's get into the show and we'll talk more there. Before we hop in here, I want to remind you there is one opportunity left to join us for the Your Profitable Podcast Workshop. Uh, we ran our first one last Tuesday. We'll run our remaining workshop this Tuesday. Uh, it'll be your last opportunity to do it. It will be December 6th. It's four hours, part workshop, part mastermind, 10 person max. If you would like to join us, make sure you go to uncommonlymore.com slash workshop and join us. With that, let's get into today's episode. I want to talk about case study episodes. We've talked about these before. When we talked about how to feature guests on your show, one of the things we talked about was case study episodes. And I love these episodes. We have some examples of what these episodes look like. I will include them in the show notes. I've done them with our client, Rachel, our client, uh, Sarah. Uh, We have another client named Sarah who we also did one with. Uh, We've got some more coming out as we do these next year. I'm going to level with you. I also am terrible about asking about these. (laughs) I think I I talked about this in the uh, annoying episode uh, a couple of months ago, but (laughs) I'm terrible about it. We're actually building a system to be better about doing this with our clients uh, as we move into 2023. I am not terrible about actually doing them, just asking for them. So today we're going to talk about how to structure them so that you can get confident in what you're going to do when you talk about the call, when you have the call with your client. And, 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 and that helps me, and I hope it helps you better understand what you're asking for and more confidently make that ask. So I actually built this episode out of me building a structure for these episodes so that I can get more confident in asking for them because I just never want to bother anybody with it. (laughs) So uh, if you're a client listening to this and I haven't reached out to you, it's because I'm scared and you should just email me and say, let's do a case study episode. This is what we should talk about because it will be nice. Let's dig in here. Uh, I will say there's a couple of nuances here that I think are really important. And then we're going to get into some specific questions that I want you to walk your client through in the conversation. uh, And we'll talk about why we're asking each question. Let's start with those nuances. And the biggest one is, when should we be asking our clients for these kind of case studies? I highly recommend it being somewhere in the latter part of your work together. Now, that's going to change depending on what you do. That, That timing is going to be impacted by what you deliver. If you're somebody who has clients going through a 12 month program, maybe it's in the later part of the program, maybe it's somebody who's been in the program for a year and is now renewing or moving out of the program into a different program or just has completed their work with you. But also don't underestimate talking about clients you worked with a little while ago. 
Or if you're like me, working through these more than once, maybe we've been working together about a year. And so we have a client on for a, a case study episode, and then they've been with us two years or three years, and we revisit it and we talk to it again. Or maybe you have somebody who went through one of your uh, sort of beginner programs a couple of years ago, and now maybe now they're in a later program. It might feel like having a conversation about the later program makes sense, but really the first program they took where they've seen, they've really lived in the results of that experience is really impactful. And how you approach those is going to be different depending on that timing. I do want you to look at where is this case study helping your listener see themselves and identify their next steps. So what questions does this interview need to answer? Is that question, what are my results going to be? Is that question, what's the experience like? Is that question, you know, how much you do I get? Whatever those questions are. And then think about what the timing is for somebody who can answer that question really well. I really, really love to have our clients who have sort of containered programs or services, meaning they work together for three months, they deliver, and then they're out. Maybe that's a small group program, maybe maybe it's a course, maybe it's a uh, event, whatever the, the sort of the contained service is. I really love to have clients talk to somebody who wrapped up six months, 12 months, 24 months ago, and are still seeing the payoff of that investment Again, financially, energetically, time-wise, whatever whatever it is, and it's probably all of those things if we're being honest, I love to say, what is the long-term payoff of this? Because so often we see these sort of case study testimonials from somebody who's still <laughs> sparkling with the shine of that early investment, and maybe they've been in a program a month and they're like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. I love it. And then it sort of like fizzles out and they're like, actually, like the first 30 days of that program were great. And like now, not so much. But that's cool because we already got that 30-day testimonial. And so it doesn't tell you the long-term benefits of a program. So if you're somebody who, and I'm sure you are because you're somebody who lives in this community, who you can point to benefits your clients have uh, payoffs your clients have six months, 12 months, 24 months after working with you, I think it's a really cool way to be able to highlight that because it is a differentiator, frustratingly enough. The second piece I want to talk about here is the who to ask. And this is the other nuance. And I like this because I want to highlight my clients who best represent who I next want to be working with. Meaning, if you have an outlier client, and we all have these outlier clients, if you have an outlier client who you work with in a, in a totally different way, or who maybe isn't really like the rest of your clients, that's going to be tough to allow your ideal client of your listeners to hear themselves. So what are some examples of this? If you are somebody who works with traditionally women in business who are in their first two years of business and who are new moms, 
you're probably not going to want to build a case study episode around a client you have who is a C-suite executive and 50 years old and a man. Because they can't, your ideal client can't see themselves. So don't pick your outlier up clients, and we all have them. I have clients who I've been working with for years and years and years who I adore and they're fantastic, but they're not who we work with now. They're not even receiving a service. I still sell. So they, it would not be a good fit for me to bring them on as a case study because you're not going to be able to see yourself in them. So be cognizant of that. It doesn't make those clients bad. It doesn't. I mean, I'm not going to fire those clients. They're fantastic. I adore them. We've been working together in some cases seven and nine years, but they exist separate from what I'm selling now. So I'm not going to use their results, their work, their conversations as a way to sell future services. With that, I want to get into some of the questions to be asking during these case study episodes. These are testimonial-focused questions. Uh, These are the same kind of questions you would be using if you sent them a testimonial form. Uh, So let's dig in. The first one, what were you struggling with before working together and how did it make you feel? I love this question because it helps us set the stage. And let me just lay in a little bit of nuance with these questions. Make them sound like you. This is not how I would ask someone this question in the course of an interview. But sometimes I'll give them these questions so that I can say, this is kind of the flow of the conversation we're looking for. We'll get there without me interrogating you. But sort of here's here's what we're going to hit. Here's the points we want to hit. This one's really important because I want you as the listener to hear yourself where you are now. I want you to hear that like, A, you're not the only one. Let's normalize the discomfort you're currently feeling because you're not screwing this up. It's just you don't currently have the support, the information, the tools, the whatever the thing is you sell, right? Number two, how did you know you were ready to get support? Uh, so for this, because it could be outsourcing, this could be hiring somebody, This like how you phrase that is going to depend on what you sell. So we talk about this. How did you know you were ready to hand over production? What were those indicators? Because again, we're helping the listener see themselves. Oh, I've got that. Oh, I and they're almost checking boxes in their mind. Check, check, check. I'm ready. And then we move into number three. Did you have any concerns or fears around hiring our team And how did we resolve those? And I like to say we when I talk about resolving those fears because I always want to encourage my prospects, my leads, my potential clients to come to me when they're not sure we're the right fit and say, hey, this is why I'm not sure we're the right fit. Because A, I can say, oh, you're absolutely right. We are not the right fit. Let me help you. And I can then go, oh, I know so-and-so who is a really good fit or so-and-so can help you solve that problem. And then we are a good fit. But you got to talk to me just in the way that I want my clients to come to me and say, hey, I want to try this. Hey, could we do this? Hey, could you also support us with? I want them to start being comfortable asking me questions around their concerns and fear from the beginning. So I'm going to highlight what those might be when I'm having these conversations with an existing client And so again, you as the listener can see yourself, oh yeah, I'm nervous about that. Because A, I get to speak to that fear right there on the call. 
but I'm going to also talk about how we resolve those together. Oh, I wasn't sure it was the right time. I didn't know if I needed to figure out this and this. I talked to you and we really discussed A, B, and C. And that's how we decided that we actually initially waited six months and then we started working together. Or you recommended XYZ person. I closed this issue and then we started working together a year later. Or we were able to actually roll that into our work together or whatever that solution was because I want to normalize talking to me. Next one, why did you choose our team for this? I really like this because it helps highlight why we are a fit. Again, I'm almost allowing the listener to sort of build a checklist and go, oh yeah, I want that, I want that, I want that. Oh, there, there must be a fit for me too. Moving into our last couple of questions, what is your favorite part of working with our team? This is just where I'm blatantly getting people to say good things about us because they're true. But also I find that most often what people, and this is something I like to do to kind of change this question up, most people, the thing they were excited about having is not the thing they're most excited about having once they have all the things. I hope that makes sense. But like I, so often what people are most excited about is handing over the, like the episode management or the actual, like for some people it's the editing because they've not had an editor before. Um, For other people, it's the show notes because maybe they had a freelance editor, but they were still doing the show notes. It's different, but it's usually some sort of like deliverable. And then what's often the case once we start working together is it's our calls together or being able to drop something in our project dashboard and say, hey, can you help me? Or can you send me a resource to figure this out or a script or can you review this? It's that sort of human to human, just sort of baseline support that our team provides that tends to end up being the favorite thing. And so I really like to highlight those differences. And then our last question is, what do you want the listeners to know about working with us? And this is my opportunity for that client to make an appeal right to you and say, hey, it's been great having XYZ. And this is your opportunity to sort of hand over the mic and let ideal client to ideal client, discuss why you're the right fit, why this worked for them. And I want to encourage you to not step on them in this part. This one's, that's really hard for me. (laughs) With ADHD and interrupting is a thing anyways, but also just (laughs) the discomfort of people saying complimentary things about me is sometimes real. And so sometimes I want to jump in and I want to be like, yeah, that was really great. I do love how we get together or we have some, or I'll make a joke. It's weird. And so I want to really encourage you to like zip your lips and allow them to have this moment because they're usually really excited to do it because you're incredible and your clients know that. And we have to let them say that sometimes it's important. All right. So those are the questions I want you to work through. I want you to find some time as you're mapping out your next quarter's strategy, as you're starting to look ahead to what your next 12 weeks of content look like. I want you to be making sure that these case study episodes exist on that calendar. I'm trying to do better about it. We've got some planned out. We know exactly who we're asking. We are making pitches right now to clients for next year. I want you to make sure you're doing the same. Be making those asks, all right? If you have questions, if you have thoughts, if you aren't sure how to do this and you want to talk to a group about how this could look or sit down and talk to me about what this might look like, you know what a great place to do that would be? It would be the Your Profitable Podcast Workshop. Our last workshop will be next week, 
on Tuesday, December 6th. Be there or be square. Remember, we cap out at 10. I am recording this well in advance, so honestly, this might be sold out. Uh, If it is sold out for some reason, reach out and we will talk to you about what we can offer instead to get you the support. So I certainly don't want to leave you hanging. All right. All right. I'll talk to you next week. Only a few more episodes of 2022. If you made it to this point of the show and you still happen to be listening, which statistically is unlikely, I want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And I want to hear from you. So reach out on social or via email and let me know what actions you're going to take from today's episode. Because honestly, that's why we produce the show. That's why I record this show. That's why my team does all the work to release this show. It's so that we can help you. We can help make a difference in your show and consequently in your business. If you haven't left a review for the show, head over to ratethispod.com slash more. It's an easy way to show some love to the show and also help us reach more podcasters who are looking for the same kind of support you were looking for. If you have any suggestions or ideas or thoughts you would like me to address on the show, be sure to reach out. Again, like I say a lot, this is the start of the conversation and I can't wait to hear what you have to say. 